Hey, this is the Bud Man, and you're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Now to our studio and your host, local real estate expert and my friend, Laura Peterson. Good morning, everybody. I'm from Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty, and to discuss the sale of your home, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So lots of great stuff going on. I mean, obviously, it's the 4th of July weekend, so there's a lot of stuff happening and everything out there, just uh, everybody celebrating, and obviously, next week, everybody's going to be celebrating even more. Um, but, um, you know, real estate still goes on in, uh, in no matter what the season is. And so we've got the stats in regards to what's happening this week in Central Florida. And single family homes were at 381 this week. They were 566 the week before. The median price of a single family home is at 435000 And that's up a little bit. Um, you know, there's always people that are saying, hey, I want to, you know, get a foreclosure home or a bank owned home. There were only two of them last week that sold of the 381. And the inventory increased by 60 to 38.69. So when you're looking at that, and you're wondering, you know, how many months of inventory we're sitting on, it's 2.34 is what we're looking at in that under 250,000, 1.82 months of inventory. 250 to 300, 1.66, 300 to 400, 1.6, 400 to 500, 2.16, 500 to a million, 2.65, and then over a million, there are 6.63 months of inventory. So uh, anywhere up to a million, um, definitely we're in pretty much of a deficit, as you can see. And so it still is a seller's market. It's been a seller's market for, I think, a couple, three years now. I mean, I don't even remember when it started, but it's been a seller's market for a long time. And I have a lot of buyers out there that say, hey, you know, I'm just waiting for that market to change and and um, everything to go tumbling. And unless something catastrophic happens, which obviously something could, but chances on are it happening um, are not real great, then basically, you know, the market is what it is here. And we have so many, so much of a, a deficit when it comes to inventory. I'm going to talk about something coming up a little bit later that talks about how many um, houses were short in the U.S. and everything. And so when you're looking at that, obviously you're going, okay, um, you know, that, that affects, it's the seller's market. Actually, here it is right here. I'm going to go into it in more details, but the U.S. needs more than 4 million homes, 4 million. So that's just a shortage. And so as a result of that, it's a seller's market. So when you're thinking that the prices are going to tumble, that's the reason that they're not tumbling because there's no real, you know, there's still a shortage and everything out there. And especially in Florida where everybody's moving here and everything from different parts of the country, people are still definitely doing that. And as you drive around the area and you see the, the elevator stacks going up and then all of a sudden there's a huge apartment complex and then you look one day and it's like completely full of um, cars and people and all of that. And you're like, where did these people come from? Well, you know, we're definitely in an area with a huge housing shortage. And so as a result of that, it that causes supply and demand, just common sense, is that you've got a seller's market. So when you're looking at the list asking price, where we're at right now overall is 97.34. 
and um, 93.73 is under um, 250,000. Then we're at the 97.97, 98, 98, 98. And then over a million, it's at 94.39. So again, very consistent that be under 250 and then over a million that you've got a little bit of negotiating room, but outside of that, you don't have a whole lot of, of room. When you're looking today, the days to contract is um, 41 is what the average days to contract is. Again, um, it's pretty much that way across the board through all... Um, all price points. There's not anything really too much different there. So I find that um, pretty interesting as well. And, um, you know, when you're most of the time, the averages of the houses um, are three twos all the way up to um, 500 to a million, they're four threes. And then when you go over a million, they're six fives. But um, so basically, you know, a three two is kind of the average and the median in regards to what everybody's looking for and looking at. And I do find that a lot in the single family homes. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. If you want to reach us, you can call or text 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So then when we're looking at condos and villas and townhouses and everything that's going on there, so the number of those that sold last week were 142. It was 188 the week before. So down a little bit, but the median price um, was two hundred and seventy-two thousand. So two seventy-two, three seventy-five versus four thirty-five for the single-family homes. So um, zero foreclosures or anything, um, and that inventory increased by fifty-three, and now is at fifteen twenty-nine. So basically, when you're looking at um, a single-family home versus a condo or a townhouse or a villa, you're going to have a little bit more room to um, to get a lower price point, and that when it comes to those kinds of products. So when you're looking at um, under two fifty, there were fifty-seven of the hundred and forty-two that sold. Um, you know, under that were under 250 in the condos, townhomes, and villas. Then 24, 250 to 300, 38 from 300 to 400, uh, 18, 400 to 500, and then five, 500 to a million, and nothing over a million sold. However, there are 15 in inventory. So the months of inventory are 2.49, which again is really close to the single family homes because the single family homes were at 2.34. So when you're comparing the two, um, you know, really consistent when it comes to that, the the list to sale price was 97.65. So again, very consistent and everything. So um, if you are on a lower budget, maybe a condo, a townhouse or a villa might be a better option for you. Because, um, you know, I know a lot of people like them because you have less maintenance, because you do have a monthly fee. And in those monthly fees, a lot of those maintenance items are covered, especially the outside, you know, whether it be the landscaping, the maybe the painting, the roof, you know, all of those kinds of things are usually covered in the fees. Now, every area is different and everything, but just in general, that's what it comes down to. And one of the fallacies that I think is out there when people are looking at a condo, townhouse, or villa, 
versus a single family home is that, um, you know, if you do buy in an area that does have a homeowners association uh, or an HOA, or if you are buying a condo or a townhouse or villa and it does have monthly fees and that kind of thing with it, those are also going to be considered in your debt ratio and everything when you go to um, purchase a home. So I'm working with one lady right now that she thought, well, I'll just go ahead and get a townhouse or a villa instead of getting a single family home so she could spend less money. But she's only approved up to that mid 250 or something like that. So, um, you know, with with that monthly fee that she's going to be paying on the condo, it would be almost like she was buying a $300,000 house. So if you are getting a loan, you know, you do have to consider all of those things in it. If you're buying a single family home and it doesn't have those fees, you know, you're still probably going to have to pay them. Maybe it's going to be in your own sweat equity, getting out there and, and mowing the yard or whatever and doing all the landscaping, but you're going to have to pay it one way or the other. So, um, but it, when you're, when it comes to getting a loan from a bank, they're going to include the ones, the hard costs that they know that they are um, in your ratios and everything right off the bat. So in order to get in touch with us, you can call 407-566-2555. You can find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com and we'll see you after the break. You're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio with local expert and my friend, Laura Peterson. And now, here's Laura. Welcome back, everybody. I'm from Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. And to discuss the sale of your home, you can call or text 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So I was talking last segment that I was saying that um, basically that we are short in the U.S. 4 million homes. And you might think, how could that possibly be? And it talks about how buyer demand remains high in part because so many young adults lived with parents during the pandemic. And due to rising prices, low-income families suffer the most. And so basically, you know, when it comes down to to that, that, that basically there are not enough housing properties out there is basically what we've been talking about for a long time. And when, and anytime you turn around and I've been talking about this for years, probably almost as long as I've been on the radio, which has been a long time. But um, basically, you know, when you turn around and you look in central Florida to see how many houses are on the market or how many, um, you know, you're looking to see how many houses are on the market. You're looking to how many new builds and that kind of stuff are out there. I'm always amazed at the number of communities that are out there that are um, building in Central Florida, and I think it's awesome. And so at any point in time, when you look at it, there are over 200 communities, I believe, that are being built in Central Florida right now. So if you just divide that into quarters, you know, and you take the northeast side, the northwest side, southeast, southwest, and then the central, so I guess we could take five. But basically, when you look at that, and there are all of these um new communities that are being built primarily on the outskirts because a lot of the stuff in the internal stuff, you know, has already been built up. But um, basically when there, there's so much new construction and everything out there and 
the thing that I always think that is important is that you know how to navigate through all of that new construction because there are so many communities that are similar yet different. And so there's really kind of something for everyone. And basically when it comes down to it, there might be something that some of them that have more amenities, um, maybe they cut your grass for you and that's included in your monthly fee that you pay. Um, and maybe they don't. And maybe it's important that you do have that grass cut um, by them. And maybe it's something that you enjoy doing yourself. You know, when you're um, working with different people, different people feel differently about those kinds of things. And when you're trying to get um, a neighborhood that looks consistent and everything, your best bet is to find one that all the landscaping is done by a team of people that do the whole area because you're not going to have one house that looks better than the other and that kind of thing. They're all going to look very similar and usually they're all going to look good. But if you're not doing that and, and you know, you live in in a neighborhood where maybe somebody cuts the grass on Monday and the other one cuts, you know, cuts the grass on Wednesday, they might have a little bit of a different in the way difference in the way things look and all of that kind of stuff. And it, um, you know, might be something that you that you don't like, you know, and w- during rainy season, which it kind of is now, is that the weeds grow faster <laughs> than they do other times of years, obviously. And so some yards don't look as good as the other ones. And, and so there's neighborhoods that do have contests and that and award the yard of the month or whatever to different yards so that they can, that people have more pride of ownership and that kind of thing in that community. And so if that is the case, then you're going to want to actually look at that particular neighborhood um, you know, with maybe a di- uh, the way that people look at it a little bit differently. If if everybody does want to kind of keep up with the Joneses and make sure that they're doing the same thing as somebody somebody else, then you could kind of go along with it. I was actually in a neighborhood um, this week with a couple, and we were looking at some houses, and um, the lady said that you know they put in a Generac um, permanent generator um, right after the neighbors next door did it. And so they were totally, you know, keeping up with the Joneses in in, um, that neighborhood. And I don't know that anyone's name was Jones, and I'm not trying to, you know, um, disparage that or anything like that, basically. But um, when it comes down to it, you know, they were basically trying seeing what their neighbors were doing and then they wanted to make sure that they were just right along with them to make sure that that they had um, similar things to them and that neighborhood was very nice very consistent everybody um, has pride of ownership that you can see you know in that community and so they were um, you know definitely like that community just for that reason alone is that everything looks very consistent and we went to another neighborhood and they were not quite as consistent. I mean, it was okay. And they actually cut the grass, but the people don't keep their flower beds and stuff like that as nice as that other neighborhood did. And so when it comes down to it, you know, actually knowing what neighborhood they do that for and what neighborhood might not look quite as pristine, um, you know, might 
might make a difference in regards to whether you want to purchase in that neighborhood or not. And so, you know, this all started our conversation with this, talking about the new builds and how we're behind it. And so when there's so many communities that offer different things, you know, um, there's no way that you're going to find all of them, in my opinion, when there are so many of them. And so that's one of the things that we really enjoy doing is, you know, finding those, um, you know, hidden gems that you didn't know where it was or how to look for it or whatever. And so it's a, it's really kind of fun when we do that. But if you're just joining us, you're listening to News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. If you want to reach us, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So getting back to the um, new construction and everything that's out there, there are a lot of people that like new construction. And so you just have to navigate those waters. There's different things that are being offered in say this specific um, subdivision and it might be the same builder that is building in another one that might be within a mile of that one and they have completely different um, specials that they're offering they have completely different amenities that they're offering in that community and everything and so it's really important that um that you know, you know, kind of what you're in the middle of. And one of the main things that probably the biggest question or one of the biggest questions that I get when it comes to new construction is that when you're driving around and stuff, you're going to see sometimes a lot of signs that say no CDD. And you're like going, well, I don't even know what a CDD is. And so is a CDD something that I want or something that I don't want? So I'm the CDD is a community district development. So it is a special tax um, uh, organization that is created just for that community. And so um, uh, some of the things that you would normally get in your homeowners association fees can be covered in this CDD. So what happened, um, you know, several years ago before CDDs is that a lot of the developers would foot the bill for building the community pools, the community playgrounds, and all of the community amenities that they would do that. Now what they do is that they can float tax bonds and get bonds to actually cover, you know, those amenities and they don't have to bring the things out of their pocket. And if you were buying in that community, you were going to pay for them, um, you know, in your monthly dues or you were going to pay in, uh, you know, annual dues or whatever it is that the homeowner association offers. But what they do in a CDD is that it is included in your taxes. And part of that is the bond that's being paid off for the infrastructure in the particular community. And then part of it is probably a maintenance part of it that will never go away. So that bond can be paid off, but there's always going to be that maintenance part. So if you're looking for a CDD or wondering what it is, that is the nuts and bolts, a community district development that's a special taxing district for a specific neighborhood or area or something like that. All right. So in order to get in touch with us, you can call 407-566-2555. You can find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com and we will see you after the break.
You're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio with local expert and my friend Laura Peterson. And now, here's Laura. Welcome back, everybody. I'm from Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. And to discuss the sale of your home, you can call or text 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So I was reading this week that it was talking about another perk of home ownership is lower inflation. And shelter costs make up 25% of the consumer price index. And the calculation only looks at rising rents. So it's kind of a flaw in their own index is what they're kind of talking about this. But the reason that it's lower inflation is that if you're in your own home and you own it and, um, you know, your payments are not going to change. So your housing payments of what you're going to be paying for your mortgage and that kind of stuff probably isn't going to change. Now, it could change with um, insurance and it also can change if your taxes change, but if you're homesteaded, then basically that's a re, that's a way that your fees are not going to you know change that much. They they can only go up a small percentage every year if your home is homesteaded. So you're going to be you know pretty consistent on that. Now insurance that's something that definitely in Florida can vary, and I know that the leg- legislature and everybody is working really hard to try to keep insurance costs down and to keep them consistent. But right now we're in an area where um, the insurance costs vary a lot and they kind of go up a lot and all that kind of good stuff too. So um, basically, um, when you're when you're looking at it, I think it's something that you definitely have to consider is insurance and everything as well. But um, as a result of that, the shelter costs as a homeowner stay pretty consistent. So even in a time of high inflation and everything, you're going to be able to um, stay the same price when it comes to your housing side of things. But when it comes to rents, um, not so much. So basically, you know, when we're looking at that, um, that, that the, the amount that has gone up in rents is, astronomical, really. It's kind of unprecedented rates, it seems like. You know, um, we're working with several people that they have budgets when it comes to what their rent is in regards to what they want to pay, but they're having a really hard time staying within the budget because the houses and the condos and the rental apartments, the townhouses, whatever you're going to look at, um, the prices are extremely high in compared to where they were a year ago. And there's and that's even high compared to where it was a year before that. And so, um, you know, if you're an investor and you're renting places out, then it's absolutely great for you. But for the average consumer, you know, it's a big thing that adds to inflation when the, when the rent rates are going up so high. And they absolutely can, you know, like we talked about just a few minutes ago, that in the U.S. that we're short 4 million housing units. And so as a result of that, you know, obviously when there's not much supply, then the demand for it goes up and the prices go up. So it 
it makes sense. It just doesn't seem realistic and everything with the amount that prices are going up. So, um, you know, whenever we do a survey and we're looking at where it is for Central Florida versus where it is in the rest of the country is that we're kind of on the high end right now in regards to how much people are getting from rent. And I um, was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago and they were telling me that that, you know, they have no intention of moving at the way that things are right now. They're actually in a three-bedroom, two-bath house with a pool, and they're paying $1,100 a month. And they said, you know, we're never going to be able to replicate that now in this market. And so even though the house might need a couple of things, they really don't want to ruffle the feathers. They just want to make sure that they keep things consistent so they can keep that um, rent payment the way that it is. And, you know, the institutional um, investors, they're not going to do that. They're going to go up with the market and everything. But, um, you know, there are a lot of small investors investors out there that might own 10 or less units. And so with them, they would rather keep the good tenant that they have that they know pays on time, that keeps their property, um, you know, as good as they can, and everything. And um, so they're happy as a camper out there. And so they're going to keep, keep the rents low for those people, they're not going to make big increases. You know, there was one owner that I was talking to a few months ago and we were going over you know what the rent is and for this particular property it would be two thousand dollars all day long you know for this particular property and the tenant was paying fourteen hundred at that point in time and so they actually went and they talked to the tenant and they said hey you know it's like we understand that you know you're only paying fourteen hundred. We know that the rent is two thousand, and you know the tenant told me they were really nervous in regards to what the the owner was going to do. And um, <clears throat> the owner said, "Well, how about if I raise it to fifteen hundred? So they just raised it a hundred, and they were like going, you know, they were so happy, and they felt really blessed because they know they couldn't find anything like that for fifteen hundred today, you know, in that area, and so they were just happy." as I'll get out that, that that's what they did. So, but I do find that a lot that if an owner has owned the property for a while and they've had a tenant that they're totally happy with, that they don't change it very often. So it's really a nice win-win for everybody. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. If you want to reach us, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So basically, it it comes down to, um, you know, there's a lot of reasons to own a home. And like I just talked about, lowering inflation for yourself is a really good one because you're locked into the price um, for the most part when it comes to what your monthly fee is going to be for having that house payment. And so, you know, you're locked in for the interest in the principal in 99% of the cases you're locked in with that. And then insurance and um 
and um, taxes can make it um, vary a little bit. Taxes, not so much if you've got um, it homesteaded or whatever. And I think that it's really important that when you do purchase a new home, that you do try to get it homesteaded, your own personal residence ASAP, because it doesn't hurt to do it. You could go ahead and um, do it at any time. But the rule is, is that you have to have it done by um, March 1st of the following year after you buy it. I mean, you could do it at any time, but in order to get it for the next year, you have to apply for it before March 1st. And you have to have purchased it the previous year. So if you bought something in January, you're not going to get that homestead until the next January. But it might be hard to remember you know, to apply for it when, you know, you're thinking that you should do it like January or February of the next year. So just go ahead and do it now. I remember when I purchased my place, I did it right away. I went at the same time I was, you know, updating my driver's license and my voter's registration and, um, you know, did the homestead and everything right then and there. So then you didn't have to do it. And uh, I'd do it again or think about it later. And, um, you know, they do constantly check it to make sure that you're living there. So you might want to, you know, just make sure that your mailing address doesn't change and all of that kind of good stuff so that you can keep that homestead inspection because exception, because what it does is that it um, does give you a little bit of a break on your taxes. Usually it ends up being about $750 a year that you save on that. But the big thing is, is that it doesn't change with the market. So you know, if you bought your house a little bit lower, um, it can only go up like one to three percent or something like that. It might even be less than that, that it can increase um, every year. So basically it keeps it very consistent. And so that's how homeownership is a way of lowering inflation for you anyway. And, uh, you know, we all like that, right? So in order to get in touch with us, you can call 407-566-2555. You can find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com and we will see you after the break. You're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio with local expert and my friend, Laura Peterson. And now here's Laura. Welcome back, everybody. I'm from Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty, and to discuss the sale of your home, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So, you know, there are a a lot of people out there that definitely want to sell their home, and if you do, there are five most recommended projects before selling it. And um, so I'm just going to go through those really quick. And and one of them is to professionally declutter. Now this talks professionally declutter. And I, I was in a house this week that was staged. And that was one of the things that I noticed right away is that you didn't have that clutter that a lot of people do. And you can imagine that that there are things that you see all the time, but you don't even, you, you don't see them. You know, you see them, but you don't see them. So what we always suggest is that you take a picture with your phone and then you look at that picture and you see what you see there. And a lot of times you're going to see clutter that you normally wouldn't see. 
And another thing that is important, there was um, somebody that I was showing a house to a couple of weeks ago. And one of the comments that they made is they said, you know, all I could do was look at their pictures on the wall, you know, and it was so distracting to me to actually look at the house. So for that person, like for me personally, it, you know, it's like I see pictures on the wall and I think it's nice, you know, and you're looking at your family and everything like that. But, um, you know, for this particular person, it was like so much of a big deal. She's, they're like, you know, I just can't even think about anything but the pictures of the people on the wall. And so, you know, if somebody's going to feel that way, you don't want to eliminate them from purchasing your home because um, that's their situation. So that's one of the reasons why they say to declutter. And another thing is, is that to make the one room, the one room. And basically in doing that, you're going to um, you know, have a much better feeling. So maybe it's, you know, 3% of the people that that's a big deal for, but you don't want to eliminate anybody when you're selling your home. So you want to put your best foot forward when it comes to that. The second thing on our list here that it talks about recommended projects before selling a home is a deep home cleaning. And I think that this is absolutely true. Um, you know, it's like when you go into a house and maybe, they haven't completely done that deep cleaning and you see in the grout and you might see that the grout looks a little dirty or something like that. And, uh, you know, people, they go, oh, the grout's dirty. I wonder what else is. And, you know, they're looking at the baseboards and they're looking at uh, the ceilings and they're looking at everything there. And so a deep home cleaning, you know, is really important to make sure that, again, your best foot is forward when you're looking at everything that's going to happen, you know, in that particular home. Uh, number three on our list is repairing the drywall. Wow. This thing is really important because a lot of times little things happen, like, for example, you know, a lot of times on doors, you've got that spring or whatever that when you're, you would, it, the door would be hitting the wall that there's something that stops it from doing that. But if that doesn't happen, I've seen a lot of houses and a little things in the drywall where, you know, just the lock that was on the door went through the drywall and, you know, you wouldn't believe how many people comment on that, that they think that, oh my gosh, these people really don't care about the house because of those little holes in the drywall. And so it's little things, but it's little things that lead to people thinking big things. And then as a result of that, they want to take big money off of the amount that they offer you for the house. So it's all about you know, the little details, I think, that come down to it that make a huge difference in what's going on in regards to the amount of money that you're going to get, if you're going to get asking price or not, and all of those kinds of things are really important when you're looking at it from that standpoint. Um, number four on our list is repairing damaged shingles. And in Florida, that's really important because if you do have damaged shingles, they're going to come up, you know, one way or the other um, through an inspection or a roof inspection or something like that, that they're going to have trouble getting insurance. I mean, so you might as well go ahead and repair the damaged shingles now in order to make sure that you've you know, got the, got the, got the best thing going and everything and putting your best foot forward. 
Now, I was talking to another agent earlier this week, and one of the things that he was telling me is um, that he was he we were talking about insurance, and he was talking about claims on insurance. And he was um, saying that he was talking to some of his insurance buddies and that kind of thing. And basically, um, if you file a claim with water damage or something that on a house, that that's going to follow you, I believe he said five years. And that's going to follow you. And it's also going to follow the house. And I know that we sold a house um, a few months ago, that there was a claim on water, and it was very difficult for the new buyer to get insurance because of that. And, um, you know, so they're the just like, you know, you're rated medically and that kind of stuff. And you know how that stuff goes through. They're doing that with houses now, but it's not just the house. It's also the homeowner who filed the claim. And you might think, but that's what I have insurance for. And it is. However, you know, you might want to look at it to make sure that it, that it is that kind of, like, if you're going to have to pay just as much as a premium as um, it is for the repair, because it's nothing really catastrophic, just a little kind of a thing that you might want to look at it um, a little bit differently. And the other thing that they were saying that uh, roof repair follows you for three years, you and the house. So um, basically, if you're looking at, at selling in the next three years, you know, again, it might be more difficult for someone to get insurance on the house or you to get insurance on the next property that you get because you filed a claim. So I don't know if that's 100% true, but it sounded like it made sense to me. So again, a most recommended project before selling your home is to repair damaged shingles. But then also, you know, if you are going to be looking at filing claims and maybe it's a very small amount, like a few hundred dollars or something, you might want to reconsider because it might go against you in the future, just like a car accident does, house things do too. So it's just, uh, just something to be aware of. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. If you want to reach us, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So I was talking about the five recommended projects before selling your home. So the first one was professionally declutter, um, deep home cleaning, repairing the drywall, repairing damaged shingles. And then number five is carpet cleaning. And this is very, very, very important. Um, I was looking at a couple of... uh, empty houses, vacant houses this week, and the carpets were not cleaned at all. And, um, you know, the, the people that were, um, looking at it, you know, automatically they're going through the dollar signs, like, oh my gosh, you know, how much money am I going to have to pay on that? So simple carpet cleaning is a big thing to take it to that next level and everything. And the seller was willing to contribute, you know, to the buyer's closing costs of $5,000 to replace the flooring, but a lot of people don't want to do that. They want to walk into something that's move-in ready. So um, at least clean it. You might not replace it, but I think cleaning it is very critical and something that you definitely, you know, want to do. Okay, so now we're to the time in the show where I just got a minute or so left and I want to talk about the listing of the week or the property of the week. This is a villa. 
It's one story. It's a two bedroom, two bath. Um, it's about 1700 square feet. It also has a flex room um, that is, uh, you know, that you could use as a den or whatever. Um, this is as it being a villa that's an attached property to other properties that are next door to it. So that um, flex room does not have a window. So it couldn't be officially uh bedroom, but you could use it for that if you want to. Um, the owner has done all the upgrades and everything on it. So it's got really nice car, um, doesn't have any carpet actually. It's all, um, porcelain tile for the most part throughout. And then it also has, um, um, you know, new blinds that are like those level are really nice blinds. So there's a lot of great things, but I'm out of time to talk about more of it. Hope you guys all have a happy, uh, uh, 4th of July and a safe one. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.